0: welcome to this podcast by global church we are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere one to everyone if you want to find out more information check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk now then there's a lot of uh, mental health issues and, um, and it's, it's, it's complex. We're, it's complex because you and I are complex. That's how God's made us. Yeah. And um, Psalm 139 says, we are wonderfully and fearfully made. He said, God, you knew all my days before one of them came into being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And you know, God has got a plan and a purpose for everybody's life. But that's all it that remains, a plan. Mm. We have to do something about the plan and the purpose. I hear preachers, I've said it, God's got a plan and a purpose. But when you work with people... You yeah, help them to find God's plan and purpose. And when you've got kids, you, you want to help them find God's plan and purpose. You want the best for them. And, um, and so I want to give us some tips and tricks today that you can use at work. If you're, if you're a boss at work, if, if you're a foreman at work, if you're a mum or a dad, if you're a single parent family. And so before I bring my me message, I've got to say that you were, if, 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 if you're a man, you're just as equal to a woman. If you're a woman, you're just as equal in value. Yeah. We're equal in value to each other. What the enemy wants to do is get us in competition. God intended, complimenting each other. Yeah. But we've lost it. And I want to get us back because you can't build family. You can't build things of worth unless you know what the foundation should be. And so I want men to be everything that God wants them to be. I want women to be everything that God wants them to be. I do. But we've got to know that we are different in our lanes. And mental illness comes when you're in the wrong lane. You're trying to be something that you're not. That's just one. There's lots of reasons for mental illness. But So I, I, want, to, uh, I want people to have a strong mental health. The Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but of, of love and of courage and boldness, and of a sound mind. And my mind's become so much sounder since I've been reading the Bible and understanding God's principles and putting them into practice. At 19, when I became a Christian, like everybody else, you heard Steve, I didn't want to go to church. Well, I didn't even want to become a Christian because I thought it was a loss because I'd got everything in life, girlfriends and beer and a factory job for life. You, You knew it meant for life. I believed it. And to give up my nightclubbing, as I thought in those days was giving up everything. God didn't even tell me to give up nightclubbing. The problem was I had a drink problem and that's where you get drink. I had a woman problem and that's where I... I didn't think I had a woman problem, but I really did. And to lose all that, it's like my identity had gone. And I thought, I am nothing now. And from that mindset, can you imagine? Over 30 odd years, the Holy Spirit using God's word, putting principles into me, letting me know who I am. This is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. That translates just as equally to a woman because when when God said, this is my son, he's talking about Jesus. When you become a Christian, you become in Christ. It's like you're covered with Jesus Christ. So God wouldn't call his son a daughter. He calls it a son. But the point is, is that we are in Christ, male and female. And when we get to heaven, there'll be no difference. Did you know that? There's no male and female in heaven. kind of puts me off wanting to go there, really. (laughs) There's sun. No, sorry, there's no sun. There's no sea. And there's no sex. (laughs) Who wants to go to heaven? (laughs) All the sanctimonious Christians going, and inside they're going, dang. They're going, no, no, that's right. It'd be right. I'm trying to figure out. God's got to think of something far better than that for heaven what is it going to be like? What is it going to be like? More exquisite than the finest pleasure that you can find on this place and this planet. So we've got to know our lane. And if you don't, when you're bringing kids up, kids will get confused. Because if you've got a, a dominating dad and a cowering mother, that's not a great picture. If you're a, you know, if you're a dominating man, you're a bully. Yeah? If you've got a dominating mother and a cowering father who doesn't say a great deal, but a dominating mother, that makes you a dominatrix. I mean, a, 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 a bully. That's the word, obviously. So I'm getting confused. What have I been reading recently? That's what it makes you. So you've got to know. And, you know, in life, there's reasons why we are what we are. And so we want to encourage women that are as, as quiet as a church mouse to have a voice in the relationship. Because when you're married, you, you know, men and women, you know, the man is the head of the house. But the woman's the co-pilot feeding in some wisdom. It's not that a man's got everything. It's that the man should carry the responsibility of the final vote in whatever you do. I remember giving that vote one day to Shelley because Shelley was a feminist when I met her. A strong, ardent feminist. She shaved under her, her armpits, but that were about it. I'm just saying. And I was a male chauvinist. Uh, Died in the wool male chauvinist I, I probably had a medallion at some stage <laughs> and you imagine us two coming together it's never ever going to work in a million years and I remember trying to be a good Christian <laughs> in my marriage and, and we we're tra- we're, the argument doesn't really matter but what matters is I said to her one day all the authority that God's given me <laughs> I'm about 22 all the authority that God's given me I now give to you to make the decision I'm done with arguing. And I'm an arguer, but she's a better arguer, I'm telling you. And she had me in a headlock at the time, very, very intimidating. And I said, I give it to you. And then, and I thought she was going to go, yes. And she didn't. She looked and she started smiling. And she hadn't smiled for two weeks because we've been at it for two weeks, arguing, arguing, arguing. I'm sure nobody knows what I'm on about here. And I just didn't know what to do as a bloke. I just did not know what to do, so I gave her. I said, right, you you make the decision. And then I said this, if you get it wrong, let's just say, in time, it shows it was a bad decision. I will never come back and say, I told you so, because I'm giving you my authority. Because she'd accused me of saying, well, the cards are stacked in your favor, aren't they? Why did we have a discussion for two two months? Discussion. She said, you've got the you've got the casting vote, God says. She's not been an easy woman to, to lead, I'm telling you so so what happens is she starts to smile and she goes I can't do it and I said well you're gonna have to do it because I'm not gonna do it she said no 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 I don't want to do it she goes you made the decision and she's not a shrinking violet but something happened I think that were God's wisdom because I didn't know what to do sometimes when you come to the end of yourself you find God's there giving you wisdom and, you know, I wish life would have been so easy all the way through. It isn't because you're figuring it out and that's why you've got to marry somebody that you actually love and respect, yeah? yeah? yeah. Boobs and bums don't hit it. And, and, and six packs, packs—they don't. Get, you know, and long flowing hair. That's disgusting for, on a man. <laughs> it doesn't cut it. It really don't cut it. Be- because we're two selfish people learning to become selfless and it's, it's a difficult one. So you've got to know your lane, yeah? yeah. And when you're bringing kids up, You've got an aunt. I can remember times where, where uh, it sounds a bit lauded, this, but you know, Shelley had told the lads off. We've got three lads, and I told them off. She told them off. She goes, "Right, Dave, you need to tell them." This. I said, "Have you told them?" She said, "Yeah, I said, well, they've been told." No, but you need to tell them. I said, "No, no, no, they've been told. If you ever want me to tell them, just say when your dad gets in, you're in big trouble." Some of the lads called me "big trouble" for years. They didn't know I were called Dad. <laughs> But I'm, I'm just, can, can you see, how you've got to learn, I, you've got to figure some things out. Yeah. We are equal in value. Yeah. Your thoughts are just as equal to each other, you know, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man. In a relationship, your thoughts are, are the, the, the ability to, or are, are the, the right to speak your thoughts is there for everybody. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you, you know, everybody's thoughts are equal, but some, some people are better at thinking than others. I'm just saying. That's why you've got to work on yourself. For instance, how many people read a book on marriage before they got married? Anybody? There we go. Well done. Sorry. I read one, The Act of Marriage. I only read it because it talked about masturbation in there. (laughs) I wanted to have a look. What does the Bible say about masturbation? Might be some kids dotted around. Just got to be careful. So I read that. Who read any books or watched any videos in those days? (laughs) Hi. DVDs on bringing kids up, anybody? Same for you here, that's right, yeah, yeah it's great. Did anyone put it into practice? <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm sure you did. Um, but yeah, we, if, you, if a man buys a car, he's got the manuals out and he's got this and it's that, do you know what it can do to the gallon? And, and when it comes to human beings, it's like, it's like we think you can just bring them up. Yeah. And you can't. I couldn't believe it. First holiday we had, we went swimming in New York. No, sorry. We went, went to New York and then we went swimming in the swimming pool. What happened? I had Johan. He's my uh, eldest son. Uh, he's, he's like 18 months old. So I've got him in little play thing, you know, little shallow thing. You know, my back's killing. And I'm swishing him around like that. I'm like, daddy, daddy. daddy. <laughs> Doing all that. Shelly, is sunbathing. And then after about half an hour, I've thought, I've been here for ages. Absolutely. It were half an hour. I thought, I'll just give it another 15 minutes. I'm not going for an hour. Went back. And I went, Shelly, uh, can you have him now? She goes, No, she said, I just need another hour, really. I'm going to do me back. <laughs> and I'm thinking, How selfish is this woman? Look at her. And then eventually, she, right, well, I'll do it. Cause an atmosphere. She's in the pool. I'm there. And I can't even, I'm the woman in my house, by the way. I can't relax now because she's upset. I'm, she spoilt it. I can't even have my sunbathing thing. Can I get onto today's message? We've got to get something straight in our heads, yeah? And if you can explain what I've just said to me afterwards, that'll be brilliant. Let's have a coffee. But um, I want you to know that uh, your investment into family or into people, into your children or into other people's children is the wisest investment you'll ever make. I was going to put a diagram up today with a, a candle, a lit candle, lighting a candle that's not lit. Because when that happens, that candle is not diminished at all. It just passes it on, but its light is doubled, yeah. and probably more than doubled exponentially. You, you know, but but there's, it's increased. And I wish bringing kids up was as easy as that. where all your wisdom and all your what you want to put into them, you could just like a candle uh, that's lit put it onto a candle that's not lit, and you've passed it on. You get the same light. No, it takes forever. And I'll I'll tell you something else. It makes you. There's a phrase that we say in global that um, we, we, we have to tackle, and that is, I can do without this. And we have to rephrase that and reframe that thought and say, no, I need this. Because that's empowering, by the way. But you need it. And bringing my kids up, Broke my heart, stretched my heart, remolded my heart, shattered it again, stretched it, re-put it together. Honestly, you become a bigger person if you'll go through it. But if you fight it all the way, it'll just be an unpleasant, unpleasant experience. And it's the same when you're mentoring people or training people at work. You've got to go at their pace. You can't go at your pace. And so we've got to learn to change gears in life. Who are you dealing with at work? So I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, bringing, imparting in, in into others. Some people have got uh, a mental capacity that can grasp concepts like that, but they can't do it. And then you've got others that can do it, but can't get, can't get the, they the need draw me a picture. They can't get the concepts, yeah? They don't think like that. And so you've, you've got you've to treat everybody different. This idea of Fairness. Even God's not fair. He gave two talents to one guy, one talent to another, and five to another. Even God's not fair. He said, well, I don't agree with God. Well, take it up with him. He's God. He's like a king that doesn't have to answer to anybody. Well, I think he should be accountable. Well, he's not. (laughs) We don't get it. We've lived in a democracy for so long. Anyway, can I get back to the message that we're about to start? Are we ready? Are we ready? I'm going to take a run at this. Say, come on, Dave, you can do it. How long have I got now? There we go. I'll tie you up on that. Here we go. Number one. Here's the gifts that we give to our kids, our teenagers, the people we work with. When you're in a place of responsibility, um, the, the first gift that we give away, we paint pictures. That's what we do. The human mind thinks in pictures. We are a visual people living in a visual age. I don't have to tell you that. And so stories, metaphors. You know, like unions would say, the only thing these people uh, understand is muscle. And they're using muscle as a metaphor. They're not saying everybody go and work at the gym. Yeah? So we know what a metaphor is, don't we? Sorry, it's just for front row, this. I'm just trying to help them out right here, right now. Analogies. And they they help us to retain important information. When mentors paint pictures with their words, it helps those being mentored to grasp concepts that they're being taught. Can I just say about education? the, The educational philosophy today relies too heavily on instruction. And it thinks, if I've told you, you've got it. And our universities are full of that because that's academia. I've told you, you've got to study it. You've got to memorize it sometimes. But it, it remains that it's not enough. I know I've got, i have got. a master's degree. But that doesn't, doesn't mean... To, in church planting and evangelism, doesn't mean that I can do it. It means I've got a master's degree. It means that I'm good with information. That's all it is. And, and uh, borrowing other people's information. And using it to my advantage. That's what I'm good at, really. I'm a thief. When you boil it down. <laughs> so we give... People, pictures. Help your kids to understand some things. Paint a picture, don't just say it. So when I talk about God's grace, where well, God so loved the world, well, I think God hates me because I'm gay. Well, I think God hates me because I've, I'm a wife, beater. I think God hates me because I'm a drunk. I think God hates me because I'm addicted to, to uh, slot machines and stuff. I, and, and that's how people think God's against us. John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only son. So love the world means everybody. Yeah. Nobody excluded. Absolutely everybody. Set his affection on everybody. Yeah. Almost 9 billion people. Oh, we never good at maths at school. Is it 9, 8? Somewhere around there anyway. So here's the point. How can he love everybody? When in his word it says, some behaviours are unacceptable. And so how do you get that concept? How do I get that across? Has anybody ever done all level art? When I did our level art, we had to do a, 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 a paint, a backwash, a watercolour. And we'd do sunset type things that, that afterwards we're going to paint cactus on. You know what I mean? Cacti. So you, so you paint a backwash. But you can't put any more paint on after, after you've done the backwash until it dries. You've got to let it dry. You've got to let it just sink in. And it's like that with God's love. God accepts people, you and me, just as we are. Right, But it's like that's the backwash that I would paint on there. If we were artistic as a church, we'd have, a, we'd have something like that on the back, you see. And then you have to allow that, 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 uh, that picture of God's love or grace to, to dry. God isn't against me. He's for me. God so loved the world. Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save that which is lost. He's coming looking for you. He's coming looking for me. And so that's the backwash. Now then, when you become a believer... There's some things that God would put in, in in detail. But you see, he goes at your pace, not mine. God never told me to stop sleeping around. He never told me. But I had enough nerves to know that that wasn't working in relationships. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell me to give up drinking. He helped me to give up drinking. He didn't tell me to stop being immoral. He helped me to to stop being immoral. The thing I had to work on was going to church every week. That killed me. Because, I mean, in them days, it were born, it wasn't like this, fantastic, like the best church in Britain, possibly Europe, and even the world, Um, just saying, so you paint, can can you say, I've just been painting a picture, and then you get it, you think, all right, I get that now, so what you're saying is, if if we become Christians, we have to change, no, if you become Christians, you can change. You struggle to change when you don't have God's power in your life. We know that because of diets. We know that because of wanting to change our habits, etc., etc., etc. So I'm just saying. Am I making sense there? Can we get on to number two? Otherwise, we're never going to finish. Number two. So number one, we paint pictures. Number two, we provide handles for people. Everyone possesses some knowledge of truth. Most people, however, are determined to understand it so strongly that they can use it in everyday life. And that's what I want. In global, where we don't just know stuff, we can actually put it into practice. That's what I'm trying to work on today for us. Put simply, handles means that we we tech, we summarise things in a user friendly fashion. We take the complex and make it simple. I don't like com- complexity because it takes too long. So I'll, let me let me paint another picture. If I had to say, right, I want a game of football, and all the only thing I'd ever seen is Man United's theatre of dreams, i think, goodness me, it's going to take me ages to get a, a match together. I'm going to have to build this stadium. I'm going to have to find funders. I'm going to have to crowdfund. I'm going to have to do this, that, and the other. I'm never going to get a football match. Yeah? yeah. Or I can take my jacket off. Somebody else can take their jacket off. Somebody can t- put a bag down. another one can put a bag down with two goals. Find a football. We've got a football yeah, I've made the complex simple. Yeah. Do you think you can have as much fun playing? Yeah. Playing a game of footy on some green somewhere with a few bags down and a, and a few jackets as you can at Man U. And I understand you don't get the adulation. You sometimes get old women come out hitting you with walking stick. Get off the green or whatever. But, but that, that's, that's what I'm talking about, about you know, sim- simplifying stuff. And handles simplifies things. You know we have examples of that. That simplification is. Uh, you know we have a saying in global: you can belong before you believe. Yeah, yeah. We've just simplified the fact that God takes you as you are. Yeah, yeah. He took me as a, an immoral drunk at 19. Changed my life. I've travelled all over the world. If I had to die tomorrow, and I'm not planning to, but if I did, <laughs> I've had a great life. Yeah. I have. I have got into business. I've got into properties. It Drives me nuts, but I'm there anyway. And we build it tomorrow. Um, but, but I've, had a, I've got a fantastic wife, I've got three great kids, and it wasn't by chance, it wasn't like left to God. Mm. And if we're not careful, we can, we can say, God has got plans for you. No, he's giving you a brain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you go and choose. And you know, the wisdom Shelley's given people in the past, one girl wouldn't iron her boyfriend's clothes. She was complaining, I never get to see him. He stays in one night just to do his washing and iron his clothes, and Shelley said, why don't you go across and iron his clothes for him? I'm not flipping iron in his clothes. And she said, I thought you were getting married. She goes, and penny dropped. And she said, but I thought you loved him. Would you not iron his clothes if you love him? Can you see how this political correctness creeps right in? She said, if you can't do that for him, don't get married to him. You're marrying the wrong fella. I love, seeing, I love seeing how God transforms people's lives. And he'll do it for you and your family and your friends and the people that you're responsible for as we put his principles into practice. Yeah. Okay, so number one, the paint pictures. Say paint pictures, then I know you're with me. Number two, provide handles. provide handles. Simplify things and make it doable. Number three, roadmaps. They provide roadmaps. We're going to provide roadmaps for people. And uh, they give direction and they give the big picture. And when you're bringing kids up, sometimes they need the big picture. The youngest son knew... He had to behave himself because the other brothers were copying him. We gave him the big picture when he was a young kid. And there's other, there's, you know, there's other things. And it's the same when I meet with my leadership team here. We talk about planting churches. And I'm talking about a thousand churches in a hundred cities throughout the world. That's the big picture. So we've got to have that in mind whilst we're dealing with the, the raw everyday things of planting a church here. We're about to plant one this, this, this later this year in Clifton. i'm going to run out a year so that i can't say later this year it's going to be on us but that's what we're hoping to do why because we found a ready-made community that respected and rated each other the gospel came to them the whole of of those people have been influenced by the gospel in some way shape or form not everyone's a believer doesn't matter because you can belong before you believe i can remember for years being embarrassed about these punk rockers that had led to christ to become Christians. And every time we went to a service, we'd walk out and they'd all be like, fagging it and blowing smoke rings. And uh, they'd go, this they smoke, Dave. It wasn't funny to me. It wasn't funny. And uh, and I'm like, I'm trying to be like, you know, pristine and everything's right and stuff like that. And I was embarrassed by these lads and stuff. I wish I'd have known then what I know now. I would have been a lot more proud of them because we're on a journey. And not everybody in this church whether they're Christian or not, not everybody is trustworthy yet. That's got to be worked at in your own life. Yeah. You know, don't leave your phones on the seats. If we tell that to people. Because we get people in here, and, and they think, well, it's, it's the non-Christians because they're thieves. No, some, some have just become Christians and they forgot their old habits. It's like, look after your stuff. i picked up three phones on the way in. Slow, I've been slowing some things. The maps... Help us travel on roads that we've never been and we've never known. And we provide maps for people. Leaders provide maps for people. Um, you, you know, uh, you, uh, use the analogy of family. Children, you, you're showing your teenagers, this is how you treat women. All three of my lads, they knew how to, they knew how to treat women because they've watched me treat the mother. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Or they've sinned the good, the bad, and the ugly in me. But I've worked hard at loving my wife because that's what the Bible says. And God's helped me in that. And she's worked even harder at loving me. I might be funny, but I'm not funny when, I'm, when I'm, I'm not on her page. Have you ever noticed submission to an husband is very easy when you don't disagree? It only happens when you disagree. When we're counseling people, leading them through the marriage stuff, preparing them for marriage. We just say, what is cute now will drive you nuts in five years. <laughs> so talk about things. Get used to talking about things. And uh, anyway, so roadmaps. Uh, they provide perspective on the whole picture. They help us to know where we're going. Generally, uh, this generally happens only when we communicate intentionally, not accidentally. Where are we going as a family? Where are you going as a business? Where am I going as, a, as an entrepreneur? You've got to ask yourself awkward questions. Let, let the, the, the questions come at you and start to begin to answer and plot the course. Leaders... Give roadmaps. Number four, laboratories. And I think church and the family are brilliant laboratories because that's where people can make mistakes. Isn't it interesting when people get things wrong, they stay away from church? I'm thinking that's a wrong mindset. And it's because they don't want to look like undone, like we've messed up. And it's like, no, this is a place. For messed up people. It's a place for people who don't think they're messed up. But when they get to know Jesus, they realize they're not messed up. They're upside down. They're going the wrong way around. Because they've got wrong priorities. And Jesus messes with your head. He's a transcendental mind bender. (laughs) Uh, That's a a liberal quote of C.S. Lewis. Bringing people that are messed up and everything into a place where God turns your mess into a message. And you can say to your kids, don't do that because I did that. I did that. Yeah, but I want to go and do it. No, no, no. Trust me. Don't do that. I did that. How many of us would go back, if we could, and change the past? You can't alter the past, but you can bring your past to the altar of God and let him transform it. And out of the white heat of his holiness, he takes hold of our messed up lives And he turned it into a message that people need to hear. You've all got a message. We have all got a message. We're passing it on to the next generation, laboratories. You know, even in God's word, it says, a man and woman cannot be leaders in the church unless first of all, they can bring the kids up in church, in God's ways. If the kids are wild and rowdy and stuff like that, it it said like, you've you've no chance. It doesn't say you have no chance. It said you can't, it disqualifies you. Can I put a PS on that? Wild and, and uh, what was the other word? Noisy, was it, or something? Anyway, when kids are like that, kids are boisterous, it doesn't mean that. It means when they are disrespectful to the parents. That's what it means. What is God saying? He's saying the home is a laboratory to train leaders. And so I've spent a lot of time, I've thought, if I haven't got this bit right, I have no right to speak to anybody else. And it's not that you've got to be perfect as a leader. Hang around me long enough. I'll say the wrong thing. I'll come out with a joke that didn't land, be a bit awkward, all sorts of stuff. I might pick your pocket while I'm at it. But laboratories, that's where we learn the right questions to ask because we're trying this and we're trying that. And so it gets your mind going. You think, is this going to work? Is that going to work? You find out other people that have done some things whether it's in your place of work and that. What happens? Why do, we, why do we do this every week when it doesn't work? And you bring that to the mix and you, ask, you start to ask questions. And great leaders provide laboratories where we can experiment with things. Welcome to the experiment called Global. Number five and six, it's roots and wings. People need roots. And... Um, that's what I was starting off at the beginning. That's a foundation that you need to know. Who am I? And uh, foundations need to be laid. And that, this in, in, involves the construction of character. And you know, in this day and age, kids can't lose. Everybody has to win. That does not help them. Yeah, but it's not fair. If he does, he's just left out. No, no, he must be left out. That's important that he's left out. And he needs to know why he's left out. You're out first, why? Because you weren't fast enough that's a that's a learn that he has to learn it's a skill he has to learn at his age and if he doesn't learn it you weaken him you know this girl she's not as pretty as the other girl and it's like well she's not you don't have to emphasize it but she's not she's not as pretty as the other girls don't keep going you're just as good looking you've got to find something that says but you're a bright girl looks can come and go but you know your character is strong and start to work on the character and we give a character base. Listen, don't be a skyscraper, be an iceberg. Skyscraper shows you out, this is me, I'm loud and proud. But you know what? An iceberg, you don't there's so much more that you can't see. I'm showing you under the water. That's my under the water thing. I'm not being I'm not being an elephant, children. <laughs> so I've done too much kids' work in my time. But it's a character-based life as opposed to an emotional-based life. You know, where people get emotional about stuff and they don't know how to deal with emotion, that affects mental health. It does. And so it's a character-based life. I wish I had more time. Next week, I'm, I, I want to start a series to deal with uh, issues like mental health and character and different things because it's, it's so is it prevalent, prevalent, prevalent in, our, in our nation and we've got to do something about it. And I believe the gospel's the answer I do. Why? Because it gets rid of it deals with the past. You don't need long counselling session. It just says it's finished. Now then you wanna change your thinking. If you wanna wallow in the past, you're not changing your thinking. But if you wanna just tie it up, fire it off, and start thinking, have you got a future? Let's start thinking differently. That's why I love coaching rather than counselling. If anybody's a counsellor here, I'm not having a dig at anybody. There's room for everything, but I'm just saying that's my preference. I've been in too many counselling sessions where they, I spend hours with people and they never change. And they go and waste somebody else's time afterwards, which drives me nuts. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Let's just... Can we get on to wings? So we've got our foundations. Last of all, leaders give people wings. We help people to, to dream and to imagine and to, to, to look at the future. And you've got to give them wings to fly. They will have their own ceiling that they put on themselves. I could never do that. I'm not as good as my brother, and my sister. I could never do that because the, you know, the other person that used to do this job in this company, they were just fantastic. And they drove a BMW car, and I've got this Ford Fiesta. And you know, we, we put our own ceilings on ourselves for perceptions and all that. And good leaders give people wings to help them fly. And I love. I love dreaming, I love imagination, I'll tell you why. Because I can go to the end of my dream feeling the buzz of it all without the pain, without the the money, and and, and without the journey. That's why it's important to be able to dream. And you've got to be able to dream and keep going to the end of your dream going, wow, this, this is what could happen, this is amazing. And then you have to come back into reality and say, right, what are the steps now to fulfill that dream? And we're here to help people with the steps. Saying, you know, when they get knocked down, well, we get back up again. Chomba Womba song. And, and we keep going again. How do we get back up again? Good friends. Stop wallowing in self-pity. That's a killer. Never feel sorry for a man. Never, ever feel sorry for a man. We will drink it in. Oh, you look cold, Dave. Do you want a milky coffee? This is before lattes. This is when lattes were just restricted to Italy. Do you want a hot milky coffee? yeah. I developed a cold within five seconds. I wouldn't care how my wellies on and a (laughs) raincoat. Not a flashy mic. Give them wings. Inspire your kids. It's going to cost you to inspire them. Why? Because you will take them to places that they look at architecture and they think, wow, that's amazing. You say, imagine living in one of them. No way. Imagine being a daddy caterpillar or a mummy caterpillar and saying to it, one day you're going to fly in one of them. Butterflies. No way, yes. No way, yes. That's your future. I couldn't do that. You could. I'm sure that's what daddy and mummy caterpillars do. One day you'll fly away. And the macho caterpillar, you'll never get me in one of them. They've been pansies. But you transform, transform. Give them wings. Give them wings. Gosh, I could go on forever. You know that so I'm re- I've reined it in I've finished we'll have counselling for people that were disappointed afterwards that it didn't go on for a lot longer we have this saying as well in, in global don't just come for one week because you don't get us you need a few months give yourself a few months because it's worth it if this is about eternal life ultimately and a great life now but eternal life then the first order questions in life must be answered, like, who am I? Why am I alive? Am I just a sum total of the parts of mum and dad poured into me, who, who am I really? And to answer them questions to young kids is tough, because we've got to find, I struggled and trying to find answers, and Shelly was just so good. You know, kids need mum and dad, they do. That's no, no slight on anybody, one-parent families, you know, I understand that. My mum was a one-parent family. But you can see, I want you to see something here that's bigger than you and your needs, whether you're male or female. It's like God's order, you can't beat it. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.